0: This recording is from Fintech Nexus USA, formerly known as London Fintech USA, held at the Javits Center in New York City on May 25th to 26, 2022. It's from the track Fintech in 2027, sponsored by MasterCard, and is titled Inflation, Interest Rate Hikes, War, and Bear Markets. What is an investor to do? Speaking on this session is Malin Mahiri from Street, with moderator Peter Renton from Fintech Nexus.
1: Thank you all for joining us, the, the last session of the day. Um, we, are, we are going to be enjoying some drinks shortly, but first we have a fascinating conversation here to be had. So again, my name is Peter Renton, chairman and co-founder of FinTech Nexus. Um, Milind, why don't you uh, start by just giving a quick intro.
0: So Peter, thanks for having me. My name is Milind Mehre. I am the founder and CEO of Street. Yale Street is a digital investment platform uh, really helping consumers diversify away from the public markets into alternative investments and in private markets. Uh, the problem we are trying to solve is that access to and distribution of alternatives is fundamentally broken. And uh, we feel that consumers should have alternatives as a part of their portfolio. And that's the problem that we are trying to solve.
1: Okay. So let's just, before we really get into it, let's dig into a little bit more into into Yield Street. Maybe you can talk about how the how the platform works what's what type of assets you have and just give us give a little bit more a little bit more detail
0: yeah absolutely so when we think about private markets the simplest definition is anything outside the stock market so you come to the platform there are really two types of strategies you could invest in income and growth and five major food groups so private equity real assets that includes real estate art transportation private credit venture capital and crypto And there is two ways really to invest on the platform. You can go into a direct investment. So you could actually invest in a 300 apartment complex in uh, Nashville. Or you could invest in thematic funds like a venture secondaries fund or a private equity fund. So those are the two ways to invest on Street. Uh, We have about half a million consumers that have invested uh, over three and a half billion dollars to the platform. And, and full disclosure,
1: I am actually one of the half a million investors that they have. I've been investing on the platform since uh, I think it's about 2017, I believe. So, anyway, um, maybe we could get started. We've had this really, you know, uh, strange market. The public markets have, have been uh, obviously in a, in a downturn, but very volatile. Just, I'd love to kind of get your get your thoughts, uh, Mel, on on the current state of the market for investors
0: yeah i think listen we are uh, uh, the markets are completely changed especially in the last uh, 2 months uh, obviously there's a confluence of a variety of different things that's happening uh, volatility is obviously caused because of uh, tightening of fiscal property uh, policies and i think one of the biggest impacts you're seeing is in equities think about what's happening with uh, uh, with tech stocks uh, they generally were leading growth stocks in majority of the indices and Facebook is trading at 10 times PE, Google is trading at 20 times PE, cheaper than Procter and Gamble and, and Coca-Cola. And uh, so obviously there is a lot of uh, stress in the market because of that. Uh, and fear psychosis has set up. Um, things like commodities are also having an impact because of war and supply chain issues. Uh, and then fixed income because of interest rate hikes have also bonds are not, not doing well. So it's a very interesting time um, I think that really uh, also makes a case uh, in terms of just uh, having access to investments outside the stock market, right? That uh, that really the private markets can um, really kind of cushion your portfolio, if you will. And so all of us have kind of battered on the public side. On the private side, some of us who you, has exposure to it. We've been uh, quite stable in that area in the last uh, last year or so. Right, so let's talk
1: a little bit about that. The the role of alternative investments in uh, you know in a in the market turmoil that we're having. Um, you know what uh, are you s- how is it impacting your business? Do you feel is this a good thing for you guys? Is it a bad thing What's, and what what do you see as the role apart from just what you just said there about stability? how do you feel um, you know alternatives should be viewed in the context of this volatility?
0: Listen, I think uh, alternatives are just going mainstream okay in the last three or four years but uh, for retail investors but for institutions, they have been mainstream for the last 20 years. Why am I saying that? Institutions have more than 50% allocation to alls. The other big proof point is, think about big PE funds like Blackstone, Apollo, KKR, Carlyle. They went from 0 to 30, 40 billion in the first 30 years of their existence. But since the global financial crisis, they have gone from 40 billion to 500, 600, 700 billion. Where does that capital come from? It's all from institutions. Why are they investing? Because they're the smartest investors in the world. And these firms have driven alpha for them. For the rest of us, mere models, we are left to index funds, ETFs, and mutual funds. And you know that equity markets have really become quite passive in the last 10 to 15 years. And so for some reason, like retail investors are really left out of the equation. And today where we sit, technology and data and changes to regulation can really provide us access to those alternatives and so when you think about that in context of the market I think it is it is it is proven that you know 60-40 is actually dead and you should really have uh, more uh, uh, more access to to alls and that should be part of your portfolio that will complement your portfolio in times like this where there is high volatility and impact of interest rates on on broadly the investing in environment so
1: let's just um i want to dig into a little bit to the to the technology thing the technology angle you say technology enabled investing um you know you, you so you're a fintech company and you you have brought technology to bear in a, in a space that was obviously uh, you know only available primarily available to institutions that maybe built their own technology or whatever tell us a little bit about how technology is enabling you know individuals to invest in alts
0: yeah, absolutely. So listen, I think the, the, the biggest change that companies like Yield Street brought about is fractionalization of alls. So one of the biggest challenges alls had was that the ticket sizes are way too large. So most of us can't participate. So institutional quality deals don't get done in half a million, one, two million dollar increments, right? They're 20, 30, 50 million dollars. And so one of the biggest advantages of technologies and changes to regulation was, can we fractionalize those investments? So on Yield Street, you could get access to a top 10 private equity fund at $25,000 minimum. You just cannot do that even on private wealth platforms. You can get access to a real estate, commercial real estate transaction, $25 million at $10,000 minimum. And you just can't do that anywhere else. So I think fractionalization was a critical aspect. The other aspect was transparency. So can you make the process easier? Can you make it easy for consumers to understand what they're buying? And can they buy it, you know, and interact with the platform easily? So that requires transparency and customer experience that we have built. You are obviously the user of the platform. And that is also very important to establish trust uh, in life of the consumer. So you can like literally, you know, invest with four clicks, Uh, When we make distributions with one click of a button, we can pay thousands of investors across 200 banks. And that transparency, when you get that text like, hey, you just got paid, that's a completely different orientation. You're creating that wow moment in the life of an investor. So I think that's really very, very valuable.
1: Okay, so we let's talk about um, interest rates because interest rates are, are going up. Obviously, we've got um, you know unique economic challenges in, in this particular time that is is uh, causing that. But I'm um, you know, how is that sort of how is higher interest rates going to
0: impact the you, you know your offerings? Shall we say? Yeah, so uh, I think interest rate is going to have impact on certain asset classes because we are a distribution platform. For us, the simple answer is we are, in some ways, interest rate neutral. What do I mean by that? So last year, if you were trying to uh, invest in real estate debt, the interest rates uh, because the interest rate generally and the market was flush with money, the 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 rates you were getting was very very low, six seven percent. You know, we you, you don't want to invest in uh, real estate debt at that that uh, that yield. That has suddenly flipped, even in the last three months. So now the real estate debt is trading at you know low double digits, and that is really where it should be uh, in terms of making it attractive for uh, it to be a part of your portfolio. So now what we can do is because we are a platform, we can dial up that uh, those type of investments. Uh, conversely, real estate equity has become really tight now in the last couple of quarters, so we can dial that down. And so I think the advantage uh, for platforms like, uh, you know, Yield Street, where we have broad set of asset classes and strategies that we tackle in is that we can dial up, dial down based on what is the broader impact interest rates can have in the market. And again, that's another way for, you know, uh, us to give our consumers the opportunity to hedge against, uh, um, you know, uh, interest rates uh, hikes and stuff like that. If you are a very monoline platform, or if you are an asset manager with only one theme, then you could have a broader impact on on real estate. So imagine if you were a real estate debt fund last year, you were not making any money because it was just uh, you know, to, you know, it was just like there are not that many uh, deals that were to be done that would you know meet your hurdle rate. Mm-hmm. So um, so that's uh, that's really how the impact uh, of interest rate is uh, playing out in our, on our platform. So let's let's talk about crypto because
1: it's uh, it's had a fairly interesting time this year and uh, you know I like it is I, I presume you would consider it part of the alt universe um, it's quite alternative I would ask you and you know we've had obviously uh, you know we've had some big challenges this this month but would love to get your thoughts on you know I know you have you have a crypto crypto product what's your thoughts on it as an asset class particularly in the context
0: of what's happened this year so crypto guys call us uh, traditional investments <laughs> <laughs> just as a context uh listen i think uh, uh, crypto and blockchain so we we are very big believers in blockchain i think uh my view always has been that we're entering the golden age of fintech this decade is going to be incredible for fintech and i think blockchain is going to play a pretty significant role in that and so there is going to be a convergence of various financial services on blockchain now crypto as an asset class um without stored value like you have to make a call whether you want to be part of that ecosystem two years ago or even a year ago my answer would have been quite quite different uh i think uh irrespective of the recent turmoil in that market, um, I think crypto is here, digital currencies have a role, role to play, so they are going to be here. Now the question really is, are you a trader or you're a long-term investor, okay? So if you're a trader, Jill Street is not the platform for you, like for there you could go to FTX, Coinbase, there are a hundred other options. I think what we have done is our consumers have asked us like, please provide us access to crypto. We studied the market for two years. Two or three months ago, we launched Pantera Capital. They're one of the most uh, well-known crypto investors out there. They've been investing since 2006. And so our fund was uh, twice oversubscribed. We then launched uh, Osprey uh, Funds. What they did is they're creating a top five crypto index for us that will be passively managed, but it will, they will manage in and out of it. So if you're a long-term believer in in crypto, like that would be a product that would be appropriate for you. Um, so I think that would be a big advice: is that you know you have to really figure out are you a trader or an investor, and then appropriately rely on. Um, uh, real money managers to do that. Now, obviously, this is very simplistic approach. What I've told you, invest in a crypto fund, invest in an index product. There is crazy stuff happening on DeFi, stable coins, and just, uh, recursive lending in that, the, the, in the whole ecosystem. Uh, I am very cautious of that. Um, when you can do recursive lending, taking money from one side, putting it in another coin, taking leverage, putting it in the third coin. That's what happens. And then that leads to, Things like Terra that happened two weeks ago, so I would be very careful. I would be very careful of that. Um, and then the last thing I'll say is that we were also getting a lot of demand with regards to, hey, can we use our crypto to invest on real alternatives? You know? <laughs> so, so what we have done is we just partnered with Coinbase and enabled uh, ability for people to move their crypto um, to Yieldstreet. street. We convert it into fiat, and then you can invest in Yieldstreet street offerings. And on the way back, when you get your principle and interest, you could keep it in uh, fiat or convert it into crypto. Uh, and we feel that, again, um, you have to look at it, you know, three, five year horizon and not this one three month horizon. Um, but I think uh, crypto should be a small portion of, uh, of, you know, people's portfolio. So are you have you seen a change in like with your
1: investor base? Is there has there been a change this year in their attitudes towards crypto? Is it are you still seeing like you said this was sort of came from demand from your investors? Is that
0: demand still there? So very good question. Uh, we had a very very our, uh, this year was a you know really strong start to the year last uh period last four to six weeks we are generally seeing a general fear psychosis played out in the market and so we are seeing some slowdown on our platform crypto or non-crypto but people are again i think uh, people are looking at it in a very different way so our consumers are coming to the platform and looking at more short-term uh, investments, more liquid investments, uh, uh, again, like trying to, uh, balance it with what they have on the public market. The sentiment, of course, is that when we all look at our public market portfolio that could be down anywhere from 20 to 40%, all of us are a bit nervous, right? And so, so we are seeing some of that impact. Um, but I think that just generally market will stabilize uh, a little bit. There are lots of, uh, Hopefully, lots of uh, things that will come together, and and then you know consumer sentiment obviously changes according to that. Right. So I want to go back to the the sixty
1: forty thing you mentioned, like the sixty percent stocks, forty percent bonds, which you know they, it it it's not as popular as it once was. But um, would love to get your perspective on that and the you know where alt's where alt's fit in the portfolio of a you know a mainstream investor.
0: So our view is that um, by 2025, we want retail investors to have 25% exposure to ALTS broadly speaking, and private markets. Currently, probably if you take an average, it's less than five percent, and institutions are closer to 60%. So we feel that 20 to 25% is the is the is the right approach, and and it's not just yield street's view. It's generally uh, if you're getting financial advice. Uh, that's really what what they're saying. So that's that's number one. I think uh, going back to my previous point, this decade, alpha will be driven by private investments. So if you watch Apollo, Blackstone, KKR, they're all making very big bets that the next um, big area for them is to be able to open access to retail investors for some of their products. By the way, why is that happening? Because I told you that institutions have 50 to 60% allocation. They cannot have more than that, right? So calpers cannot say, Hey, I'm going to be 80% exposed to alls. So now they are like topping out. And so now, you know, obviously this private equity funds are also getting very anxious as to where is the next stage of growth coming from. And so that's where they are going to now start paying more attention to, to all of us, the rest of us and say, Hey, how do I make my products a lot more friendlier? Uh, so that, uh, so that, retail can have access to it the other big problem peter for for alternatives to really go mainstream is liquidity and the role of liquidity and so i think uh, so we uh, at yield street we started secondary markets last year we are we have offered a few funds for liquidity but the platform is not liquid right and that obviously makes retail investors very very um um uh, very, very kind of, con- you know, concerned about it because we, our mind has been trained that we need liquidity. Uh, and so you will see a bunch of us, including Street, make a concerted effort for regulation change, but also for uh, figuring out ways to offer more and more liquidity on the platform. My, my vision really is that you should have same E-Trade or Robinhood type experience where you should be able to go, click on your offering and say, hey, I want to sell it for whatever reason and then we will give you a prize right the same way you get a prize on 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 wall street today for public equities where you can go to apple apple may be up or down but you you know it's up to you whether you want to sell or no and you should have the same uh, you should really have the same experience in private markets so thoughts on um On holding
1: this in a taxable account, alts in a taxable account versus a retirement account. What uh, are you
0: seeing a lot more demand on, uh, on retirement accounts? Yeah. So, uh, the, our platform stats, and we don't, I'll, I'll admit that we don't have significant uh, statistical volume, but our general platform stats are people who invest through their IRA uh, have 2x the number of investments and 2x the portfolio size of people who don't invest using the IRA. Obviously, IRA is the most tax-efficient way to in, uh, invest in real estate because it's tax-deferred. So if you're making 8%, 9%, like, you know, your actual return is probably 12%, 13%. Uh, so I think it's a very good way to do it. Uh, there is a lot of regulatory change happening where 401k plans are now going to be allowed to invest in alts. Uh, Fidelity announced, by the way, that you will be able to hold Bitcoin through your, through your retirement account. So listen, there are a bunch of changes happening. I personally feel that it's time that uh, instead of just self-directed IRA for people to, uh, you know, really use their current IRAs and 401k plans um, um, to invest in alls. I think the big gating factor there is really regulation uh, and making sure that the product is right for all types of consumers. Uh, so I think that's really a big, you know, big thing. Okay, maybe we can close um, with sort of a market outlook.
1: What, what, how are you feeling about, uh, you know, put on your crystal ball, put, look, peer into your crystal ball, what's your market outlook right now?
0: Yeah, so I think uh, in my market outlook is that in the short term, you are going to see volatility. I think as the fiscal policy kicks in, uh, and by the way, I am no macroeconomist or, or uh, you know, uh, uh, a pundit. But I think as uh, as the interest rates kind of stabilize, uh, hopefully in, in, by Q3 and all that, uh, you should see the market stabilize to stabilize a bit. As I alluded to earlier, some of the stocks are like extremely cheap on on fundamentals basis, so that should stabilize some stuff. This will also give us opportunity to cool off the housing market a little bit. That is really really heated off. Uh, consumer sentiment is still very strong, which is great. Uh, I think for uh, me, from my ecosystem, from the Venture growth ecosystem. People are sitting on a lot of cash. So investments are going to happen. I'm very bullish about MA. Uh, in the next 12 months, I think there's going to be a huge amount of M&A that's going to happen both in the uh, public ecosystem, but also in private ecosystem. And we are actively like looking at that strategy to see how else we could expand our product set and, you know, where are the complementary technologies that we could acquire. So excited on many different funds, frankly speaking. Uh, of, co- of course, there's going to be some ch- uh, challenge to overcome the investor sentiment. We're really seeing a strong, uh, uh, we are really seeing a, a, that strong backlash, and people are uh, in that fear psychosis right now. So hopefully, that would uh, that will improve as some of this positive news starts uh, starts coming in. Okay, we'll have to leave it there. Thank you, Milland. It was great to chat with
1: you. Thanks for your time. Thank you for joining us. Give him a hand. Thank you so much. Okay.